Hello, this is Pastor Manning bringing you the Beacon of Hope podcast from Lighthouse Baptist Church at 2032 Cedar Hill Road, where church is still church. I wanted to talk to you today about the subject of the devil's devious designs. The Bible says that we are not ignorant of his devices. In other words, he has ways of going about things. And by the way, predictable ways, which are outlined in the Bible. But just some general thoughts I had regarding this, and uh, very simple. And I wanted to give them to you so that your mind could think on these things today and see if there's any way, way in any manner in which any of these designs of the devil are making an incursion or an impression in your life. First of all, I had this thought. The devil will try to keep us out of heaven. He desires very much that we would not know the glories of heaven. And there's another reason why he doesn't want us to be people who receive Christ, who are saved people, is because when we receive Christ, then we have Christ in us, and we have very much the potential to become Christ-like. And he doesn't want a multiplication of who Jesus is upon this earth. So the devil will try to keep us out of heaven. There's a lot of different ways of doing it, by lies, by pride, uh, fleshly appetites, all these things. Many of them are self-inflicted, but yet he is the master at taking what's already there and uh, adding to it and, and playing off of it and seeing what kind of damage he can cause. So the first thing is the devil wants to try to keep us out of heaven. If he fails at that, in other words, we receive Christ and uh, accept him as our Savior. If he fails at keeping us out of heaven, then he will try to keep heaven out of us. Preacher, what do you mean by that statement? Well, what I mean by that is this. If, if he can't keep us out of heaven, and once he, we receive Christ, he can't, then he will try to keep heaven out of us. He will try to keep the joys, uh, the knowledge, the love, the wisdom, the power, all these different things that God has as a heritage for his children, he'll try to keep those away from us. He doesn't want our hearts to know the glory of heaven. He doesn't want us to know the sweet relationship that we could have with the Lord. If he fails keeping us out of heaven, then he wants to he wants to keep heaven from being in us. So by way of review, we see the devil tries to keep us out of heaven. Failing to do that, he will try to keep heaven out of us. And then I had this thought, at all costs, he will try to keep news of heaven from coming out of us to others. In other words, he'll try to keep us from being a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. First, he'll desire to keep us out of heaven. Failing at that, he'll try to desire to keep heaven from being in us, from us having a victorious life. But at all costs, what he does not want to see happening is news of heaven coming out of you to other people. You know, in today's society, if there's someone that the liberal media, uh, that's almost a redundancy there, uh, there's someone that the liberal media really hates, I always pay attention to that person, see if they might be somebody I would like. Because if the liberal media hates them, there's a real good chance they might be somebody who believes at least some things that I will believe. Do you know, if the devil really wants to stop something, that's a very good sign that that's probably something we want to make sure is going on in our life. And one thing he wants to stop for sure 
is believers in Christ telling other people about how good Jesus is. And he wants to stop us from that. He tries to stop us in a lot of different ways. Unfortunately, and I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but one of the tools he uses are people who profess Christ. Some of these people may actually be saved, but really messed up by what they've been taught and the churches they're in, the crowds they're around. And uh, people who somehow think it's unchristian to, as they say, force your beliefs on other people. Someone who's actually been witness for Christ and forcing anything. Second of all, it's impossible to force your beliefs on somebody else. And uh, But that's not what you do when you're witnessing. That's not even the spirit of the thing. And somebody who talks that way about witnessing, that you're forcing your beliefs, you can tell either that person, A, is not a child of God, has no clue what they're talking about, doesn't even have the Holy Spirit living in them, or B, They've been taught in around groups, very, very liberal, uh, not biblically solid groups. And that's a sad thing. But the devil will try through sometimes people who profess Christianity to get you not to be a witness. Uh, unsaved family members who will say to you, you're not supposed to talk about politics or religion. And uh, I've often wondered if that term, and I've heard it all my life, not supposed to talk about politics or religion. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if the person who came up with that cute little phrase, I wonder if they were not just somebody who could not rationally and intelligently explain what they believed or their political view. And since they couldn't, the only, the only fallback they had was to get loud and obnoxious and angry about what they said they believed. And because of that, they say they're not supposed to talk about politics or religion. You know, people who actually know what they believe, know whom they believed, are fully persuaded. They're not threatened by other beliefs. And they don't have to go into some kind of wild rage when somebody disagrees with them. So anyway, that ignorant little statement's been around for a long time. And uh, so people will try to intimidate you with statements like that. Your own... Uh, your own uh, uh, weakness and uh, your own uh, view of yourself as maybe not being able to speak well, as I'm demonstrating right now, trying to find my words, or um, maybe your lack of Bible knowledge that you feel that you have. In other words, uh, your own view of yourself is somehow unworthy. You think someone else would be a better witness. You think someone else would be able to deal with this person in a better way? Well, let me give you some news. They may be able to. And there undoubtedly is somebody who would be better knowledgeable, have more knowledge of the Bible, maybe better able to form and marshal the words and thoughts and the cohesive argument or, or persuasion. But here's the question. <clears throat> Are they there? Are they talking to the person you're talking to? Are they meeting that person you're meeting? If the answer to any of those things is no, then that person that you think, I've had people say to me, Pastor, I was talking to somebody at work, and boy, I wish you were there talking to them. Okay, <clears throat> I understand the sentiment of what they were saying. They felt that the, maybe they had reached a situation where they felt like maybe I as their pastor might have more Bible knowledge and could help better. But here's the issue. I wasn't there. I wasn't at that place. I wasn't talking to that person. They were. 
And so the issue comes down to this. Are you going to miss an opportunity to do some good because you can't do a complete good? Are you not going to be a witness because maybe you aren't the best witness? Do you realize if you don't speak to that person when you have the opportunity, that person may not be spoken to? And while you may think, well, I'll wait till somebody better comes along, there's nobody better right there. So you ought to do the best you can. The devil will try to keep us out of heaven. If he fails at that, he'll try to keep heaven out of us. But at all costs, he will try to keep news of heaven from coming out of us to others. Think on these things and act accordingly. And may God bless your obedience today.